You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hello, hello, hello. Hey there. Welcome to episode six of Heart and Soul Podcast. I'm Catherine. Season two. Season two. I'm Chelsea. We uh, just had an afternoon of um, interviews and Mm -hmm. venting and adulting. (laughs) You got that right. And it's been good and hard and good, just like life. I feel like a few people posted on Instagram yesterday about how it was just like a heavy day. And I feel like that's definitely been the case for me too. Yeah. Not like anything bad, just heavy. Like anxiousness and a lot going on. And I don't know if it's this new February energy. I was hoping I would feel like this in January, but I didn't. And it felt like January lasted forever of just me being in this crazy lull. And I mean, being pregnant and sick didn't help, but I also just didn't. <laughs> Minor get, details. Yeah. But I didn't get that like rush of excitement for the new year that I was hoping. So maybe it's just like starting to channel in now. It's coming in now. And we're both just feeling a little anxious to get things done. Yeah, so. I'm like, should we just go into happies and crappies? Cause yeah, I sure. I think we should just talk about it. Do you want, are we going to read a review first? And- oh yeah, I'll read a review. Okay. I'm on it right now. Um, this one, did you see this one? Yes. Okay. This review is from Jessica Vial which I believe I follow you on Instagram, so shout out. Um, It says, speak truth as the subject. It says, both these women exemplify what it means to live shamelessly. They speak so much truth into women's lives, and I am beyond grateful I found their podcast. I am inspired by their honest, outgoing humor and will never stop listening. Thanks, girl. Thanks, Jessica. So sweet. You're the best. So nice. Um, Never stop listening. She's committed. Never stop listening. Keep those reviews coming. We love you guys. They, bring, they make our day. We're getting a little closer to our 200 review goal. <laughs> we are. So we didn't make it by 2020, but... Maybe you know, by 2021, you know? Maybe by March. <laughs> maybe. March is a good goal. March. 20, 20 more reviews by March. We can do this, so y'all. It's a leap year. There's one more day. There's an extra day in February this yeah. year for you to get yeah. us to that goal by March. You have no excuse. So, just saying. Um. So, happies and crappies. Do you mind if I go first? Go, do it. Yeah, okay. You need to, girl. My crappy is I'm just incredibly overwhelmed. I am going back to our Enneagram episode. I'm a six on the Enneagram. And I've also just been prone to anxiety like my entire life because I try to do too much with little time thinking I can do it all. And then I like explode. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm on like the brink of explosion because... This house purchasing, that's my happy is we bought a house. Like that's super, we're closed, it's ours, it's so cute. And I'm really excited to like nest. (laughs) However, the getting to the nesting part is the super stressful thing. Um, Like just all the adulting tasks that go with purchasing a home, especially when they're like, you need to set up contractors for a few things. And and then also on top of that, like working a full-time job, plus like... No, I don't even work a full-time job. I work like 12 hours a day. So you work more than a full-time I work job. two jobs, essentially, yeah. a job and a half. So and I'm not complaining because I love my job, but it's hard to do both tasks and be focused or good at either of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like super stressed. I had like a breaking point with a client at noon 
today where I just like cried and vented. And that's one thing I love about soul. (laughs) Yes, you can come and be shameless, but I'm going to do the same thing right back at you. So um, it actually was really helpful. And then you like venting with you too. Like sometimes you just need to like speak your anger and your frustration to realize it really isn't that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm like trying to veer off of it, but I just feel super attacked mentally and like physically stressed as well. Um, so yeah, if you listeners could pray for me, it's like such a silly thing. And this is where I feel dumb asking for prayer because it's like, Oh, what you need prayer? Cause you bought a house and you're stressed. Like you're so mm-hmm. privileged, but it's like not really that part. It's the, it's the internal like mind. Mm-hmm. We've F all been there. I get that. That I'm going through. When you just feel this sense of urgency. Um, and I, I feel like especially as like when you work for yourself, it adds this like whole extra layer of um, these internal like must need to do right now feelings that just like start running yeah. on your chest and you feel like there's no escaping and there's no time in the day. And it's like I completely get it and it's yeah. valid and but you're right. It's good to one, talk about it and like lay it all out and actually take a good hard look at, okay, how can I prioritize each thing? What is actually urgent right now? What is not? How can I leave some space to just breathe? Yeah. You know, so you'll get there, but I totally understand what you're going through and mm-hmm. we'll pray for you for sure. Thank you. I think it's going to like, it's hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like I think at the end of it, it's going to be great because we'll be in yeah. our home. Mm-hmm. But it's just the just that initial initial shock. And like, I've never had expense. I've never adulted on this level before. Mm-hmm. So it's like just shocking. It's, a lot. it's like a lot. Anyways. But it's exciting. It is really exciting. And when you're in there, you're going to just not even Yeah, I'm going to be like so happy. Who cares? Yeah. Um, the transition. Yeah. How about you? How are you? Happy and crappies? I'm good. Um... Let's see. I guess my crappy would be, I'm fine now, but actually last week after we recorded, I was having these episodes of like passing out almost. Um, I went over to one of my brides slash friends houses and we had just recorded the podcast. I had a smoothie like while we were doing the podcast. So it's not like I hadn't eaten or anything like that. Um, and I just started, like, we we're having a conversation, and I was standing there, and all of a sudden, I had a wave of nausea. I started sweating. I started blacking out, tunnel vision, and then I couldn't hear. Like, if anyone's ever experienced what it feels like to faint before, like, those are all the things that happen before you actually, like, pass out. Pass out. So I knew I needed to, like, sit down and in that moment drink some water, um, and it subsided, and I was fine. But it's as it had happened on a couple different occasions and the first couple times I talked just chalked it up to like oh I didn't I definitely didn't eat enough enough because I definitely didn't on those days but this was like completely out of nowhere and really scared me um because especially when it happens when I'm not around people I get really nervous about what happens if I like faint um and so I called my OB and spoke to like my contact there and she was like okay well let's definitely have you come in right away um, we want to make sure that you don't need to see a neurologist or anything. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it scared it's the like crap out of me. Cause I was scary. like, yeah, I was like not even thinking by any means that that was what I would need. I was like, oh, 
I'm pregnant, I might just have a little blood sugar or yeah. some sodium levels are off or I don't know, something like that. Um, so I went through just like a couple of days of feeling a little nervous and stressed. Um, but I went in and everything was looking good. And um, they did, they just told me I was like dehydrated and just I have to stay really, really on top of eating like every hour. All my blood work came back normal, which was good. happy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was just kind of like a little struggle last week, but it's all good now. I was eating snacks throughout that whole interview that we just That was so cute. (laughs) Chelsea, like, packed a lunch bag of snacks. Yeah, it's my life now. Um, My happy is... I have a few. Um, This weekend was really nice. Jordan actually went to um, Raleigh for the day Saturday, but I was just able to, like, have the day to just get stuff done. I saw you organized your pantry. I organized my pantry and just... Like, I don't know, I was just feeling so motivated. Um, and Friday night, we had a little girls' night and watched the Taylor Swift documentary, so which was so fun, and I loved it. The next day, I went back and watched the Reputation Tour, just because I was on, like, a Taylor. Oh, I watched the documentary the next day. Just I'm, like, I'm going to watch it again, Just to, like, too. see if there's anything I missed, like, any nuggets of truth. Exactly, And it was just yeah. as good the second time. I was going to do that, too, and then I ran out of time. Um, and we went on a sushi date when he got home. But... Probably my biggest happy was I got to hear the baby's heartbeat for the first time um, at the doctor, which was a happy of needing to go to the doctor in the first place. Yeah. The first couple times we went, it was still too early for them to hear. Um, But yeah, it was really wild. I cried. Um, It made it so much more like real, even though it still doesn't feel real. But it was just this moment of, holy crap, this is happening. So crazy and so cool. Yeah. It was really, really cool. So yeah, that would be my summation of my happies and crappies. That's a great. Um, should we just get into the inevitable? Yeah. Bachelor. <laughs> Three hours last night, first of all. Too much. Too many hours of just arguing. That's all they do. They just fight. They do. They just fight with each other. I have to say, Peter is slowly losing me. I can't take it. He is so easily... He's easily swayed. swayed. And also, I think he's just so naive and nice that he, like, honestly doesn't know how to process, like, this, this insanity. Because yeah. he he got the short end of the stick with women. Right. They're gorgeous, don't get me wrong, but they are mean girls. They're insane. And I don't feel like I've ever not liked this many girls on a season. Yeah. Where typically I'm watching and I'm like, oh, top five. Like, I could hang out with these girls. Right. You know? Like, they're this cool. This is a bad one. This is just, like, petty. But he's, like, feeding into it He is. So he's not much. helping his case. And the fact that it opened with him sending Alaya home. I'm so, Like, look, we already talked about this whole ordeal, and I don't mean to harp on it any longer. But the fact that he, like, listened to everybody else getting pissed off. And then just was like, oh, actually, like, sorry, again, I'm going to send you home. Yeah. I was like, this... She handled it really well. She did, but I was like, but I honestly, what was the point of any of that happening? Why did you even ask her if you were just going to get swayed again by everybody else and tell her to leave? Like, yeah, you look very wishy-washy. And it kind of just proved our point of, like, everyone, like, she, he was so... Manipulated? Well, yeah, but he was like, he's so, um, 
what's the word? Like, mind-effing them. Yeah. Like, think about what he did to her. Oh, I feel really confident about us. Oh, actually, I don't. Oh, actually, I do. Actually, let's send you home. Do you want to come back? Actually, no, you need to leave. Yeah. And the things that he's saying to all the girls that are the exact same, too. Like, I feel so confident about us. Or you told told freaking Sydney she's the best kisser. Kisser. That's so dumb. I love how he told her, don't tell the other girls. Like, he's not on national television What if she doesn't even make it to the top? She won't few and then they're gonna wash back and be like oh wow what the heck yeah exactly (laughs) i just think that cannot i think peter got the short end of the stick i don't think he's handling it well i think he's a good guy i think he really does want love and i think he's probably not gonna find it in this batch Mm -mm. of girls no and even if he is engaged i don't think it's probably gonna last no my biggest takeaway from last night is one i'm really disappointed in tammy because I Tam loved her. Tam, I know. And she got, like, all of a sudden, she's just, like, lost she her mind. She went crazy. Yeah. Which I don't really blame her. Because, like, let's be honest. They're all, like, taking time bombs, being trapped with no contact with the yeah, outside world. all they have is the drama. So, you know, got to hand it to her. She lasted as long as she did. But she's... She's broke. She's gone. Um, so that's my first thought. My second thought is watching the date with Kelly, I was like, girl, yes. He she's is, so level-headed. She's so level-headed. She's so honest and, like, real about this whole situation. She's like, yeah, this is really crazy. Like, I didn't know what if if I wanted to do this or not. And out of everybody, he's the one – or she's the one he's, like, the most skeptical of. Meanwhile, he's not understanding that she's the one that he should probably be the least skeptical of because she's being honest. Yes, and is real. She is a freaking lawyer and does not need to be there. And never she, associates with the drama. She met you and still decided to come onto this show. Like, there's so many things that I'm like, wow, you're really an idiot for yeah. not seeing things for what they are, yet you're actually into this chick who told you she loves you already and cries every conversation that she has. Kelsey. And you trust her over yeah. someone being this, like... Open. I think Kelly is like way too good for this show. She is. And I was just so annoyed at how he was like getting mad at her. Yeah, like, just for so not opening upset. up. For not, I'm like, Peter, I'm sorry she's not freaking obsessed with you. But if she was, then I would be a little concerned because they don't actually really know you that well. That's, yeah. I like that she said that. She was like, I really haven't spent that much time with you. Right. And I loved how she. How she questioned him too. She questioned him and she kind of said in like a more kinder mature way like listen if you think you're ready for love and you want to love girls like this yeah then you're not ready for me yeah like i'm in a different place than that and you put her on the spot with the like she's like no i do like i i do want to stay here and i i do feel ready for this and he was like well then why did they say we're on different levels as if whatever those like psychic people just said is actually valid first of all but second of all she was like i'm just saying like i am not on the same stage of life as Hannah Ann, who's a 23-year-old model, and I'm a 27, 28-year-old lawyer. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just facts, like, observation, that you're not at the same level. Like, she's not saying anything bad yeah. about her. She's just saying, like... She was making, like, an example, and I think it was a really valid example. And of he like, got all butthurt about it. He got butthurt because he he's butthurt because she's the first one in the house who isn't, like, I love you. Yeah. And crying and emotional. 
And I love She's her like, for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be me if I was ever on the Kelly show. Kelly for Bachelorette. Yes. That would be good. I'm about it. But she won't. She Unfortunately, won't I feel like she's going to go home next week. I do too. And honestly, she's probably way better for it because I yeah. cannot imagine sitting on a couch with these women. They're just attacking. I know. They're so mean. So mean to each other. I can't stand how fake they are. Sydney especially. Sydney's mean. She's she puts a bully. on this little like, it's one thing. Oh, if you're sorry. Gonna... I'm going to get emails about saying bully. Well, but she's being is... mean. She plays this, like, baby voice victim to Peter of, like, all these things she went through. And I'm sure those are valid, like, really hard things that she went through. Right. But that doesn't justify you bullying everyone else yeah. in the house and being just flat-out mean. Like, like when she was laughing at, at Tammy. Tammy. Like, yo, you're a psycho. I, was, I like, was like, dude, that's too far. Yeah. Like, it's just, that's, ugh, ugh. I hated it. All of it. I mean... Needless to say, this is the most dramatic season yet. Just within the group of, like, girls. Yeah, for sure. Creating their own drama that's not necessary. I'm still going to watch every episode. But Same, and I'm excited I just, for what not, Wednesday is going to be. I'm just not hopeful for Peter finding his wife in this group. I don't think he will, unless it's Madison. Or Hannah B. I do like Madison. I like Madison and Kelly. Those are my only contenders. And unf- uh, unfortunately, I don't think... Either of them will win. I don't think they'll win either. I think Hannah Anna has a good chance of winning. And honestly, last night, I liked her because she yeah, stayed out of the same. drama. I don't love her, but last night I was like, maybe she's growing on me a little bit. Yeah, like of all the others yeah. in comparison. Like when you have to rank them yeah. from the top to bottom, <laughs> she's no longer on the bottom. Oh, it's bad. But uh, you know what's good? This talk we have with Cameron Faye coming up. Yeah, so we have a awesome interview today with Cameron Fulginetti, aka Cameron Fay. Mm-hmm. It's her business name slash social media name. Um, she is a new mom. She is a business owner. She works full-time with her husband. She also happened to be our incredible wedding photographer. Um, and we sat down with her today to talk about navigating this whole role as being a new mom. So, And a business owner. Yes. And a boss. Absolutely. And she's just the sweetest thing ever. And we cannot wait for you guys to listen to this episode. Yeah. So enjoy. Okay. All right, guys. So we are here with our friend Cameron. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Hello. Hello. So I'll just kind of fill our listeners in on how we know you. So Cameron was mine and Jordan's wedding photographer and she's become a sweet friend so <laughs> Catherine met her at the wedding, at the wedding. She's yeah. and she is a new mama she is a full-time photographer badass business owner <laughs> I feel like we should husband. also note that at your wedding she was like nine months pregnant she did um so yeah all those incredible photos you saw of our wedding were shot by Cameron um, and so yeah. sweet. So we're here to talk about all of those adventures that, <laughs> that you took, but we'll go ahead and kind of let you like brief our listeners onto who you are. Yeah. Well, as Charles said, that's kind of how we know each other, but yeah, I'm a full-time wedding photographer. Um, I'm going on my eighth year of doing this and my husband and I now do it full-time together. 
um, which is really, really cool. We've been doing that for like three years. So um, it's just been super fun. And we've been learning and navigating the ropes of what it looks like to be married, be business owners together, and now be parents together. We are always together. And it is so fun. Um, but I feel like our life is like this constant we're, we're learning as we go type of thing. Um, and yeah, I just became a mom and I had my, we had our baby girl uh, October 23rd. So exciting. We have so many nieces and nephews between the two of us. And I just now being a mom myself, I'm like, okay, wow. How are we, how are we here? Like, this is just, it's so fun. I'm really glad I was an aunt beforehand to like prepare me for everything that it's, that it's been. Um, but yeah, we live in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have a little farmhouse and, um, obsessed with our dog. I mean, now the baby's here, I still love him, but it's like, you know, your patience. (laughs) But yeah. Um, but really I'm just a big lover of family and my sisters. I have an identical twin. Um, she lives in Nashville. My older sister lives in Charleston. Really. I always say I have three homes. I'm either in Charlotte Charleston or Nashville, you can find me in those three places. Those are really um, places to visit yeah, too. So that's like dope that your family lives there. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just the coolest places. I mean, I miss them terribly. And I, I mean, everyone's like, you see them once a month. And I'm like, I know, but I wish we were doing everyday life together. But then again, when I'm visiting them, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so, so fun. So anyways, yeah. Sisters, family, photography, now a mama. That's like a bit of a rundown. Um, I just ask me anything. I'm an open book. Yeah. And side note, literally her child is like the cutest child I've ever seen in my life. I will literally, I'm not even joking when I say this. I cry when I look at her pictures. I'm just like, I cannot even believe she's real. It's insane. <laughs> she, she is a real life baby doll. I have to say okay. like most of the time I'm like, okay, I'm her mom. I get to think she's the cutest in the world. And even my friends, I'm like, am I biased? But I mean, Mm-mm, you're not. <sighs> sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I am. <laughs> She's not even real. I would just stare at her all day. It's so fun. She's so cute. I, we love her so much. Oh, I can't wait. I hope I have a girl, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, that was the thing is we didn't find out what we were having until, until yeah. the birth. And it's like, I couldn't envision I feel like, it, you know, when you know, I mean, maybe this is just how I would have been, but like, I would have like envi- been envisioning this girl in my head or like what she would be like, what she would look like. And I think just when I knew, Hey, you're going to be surprised. I just never, like even Sam was like, we never really envisioned. So her face, her, everything just feels so yeah new to my mind, even yeah. three months in. Cause I just could never picture her and she's, cuter and better than what I could have ever, ever dreamed up. So she's our little bear. (laughs) I know Jordan, I like contemplated, I was like, maybe we could be surprised. But like, now that we're approaching that time of like being able to know, I'm like, "Mm, that's that's the hard part. And Jordan to get past that hump. He was like, we need to find out. He's like, I need time to like prepare. And, and I said, you know what, it's probably like, 
the best idea because you saw how yeah. he got at our wedding. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I was like, I think you need some time to like yeah. literally like visualize what's about to happen. For sure. So. I'm a huge believer in like, I don't think, I think it just comes down to your personality type. I don't think the surprise and like waiting is for every type mm-hmm. of person. Um, even though it's really cool. And I want like, after experiencing it, I I'm like, wow, I want, I want every person to like experience this at least once in their life. Yeah. Um, but I think for a lot of people, it's more of like a second or third, they'll be more open. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm thinking. We'll see. So moving right into some of the questions that we have. Yeah. Like, first one is how did you and Sam like know, okay, this is when I think we're going to be ready for this, especially working together full time and kind of mm-hmm. navigating those first couple of years of being a husband and wife team. When was the moment that you knew like, okay, we're ready to have a family? Or maybe you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's so funny. I always say that my heart competed with my mind for a really long time. Like my heart, I feel like for a long time was like, I'm ready to be a mom, but my mind was always racing when it came to business and work. And even just the time, the season we were in our marriage, we were traveling a ton. None of our friends had babies. Not that you base it around that, but I think it was just like, and especially being a wedding photographer. I mean, as y'all know, like you book so far out. So I just feel like when my heart started to feel like, okay, I feel ready for this. It's like we looked at the calendar and then my mind was like, oh, I guess not. But anyways, I will say that Sam was ready like years before I was. I feel like we would have started our family like probably two and a half, three years ago if it were had just been up to him. Um, I think the biggest thing was we've known each other our whole life. We met in the eighth grade and we started dating sophomore year of high school and then got married and we were married for a while. And I just feel like I just, I was so nervous of like all that would change. And I think being an aunt and having sisters that have babies, I knew like the utter joy, like that I was going to head into when I decided I wanted to be a mom. But I also knew like (laughs) the reality of it too. I did not have this like and, and neither did he, like his brothers have kids. I don't think we had this like ignorance is bliss mindset, um, to where I think that like, it, we would just went back and forth. Like we would feel ready. And then we would see like, oh wow, like this changes everything. And I think like seeing that was not, didn't stop us, but like it kind of intimidated us, right. To be able to have that kind of perspective versus like, never being around kids or never having like, you know, experience, I guess with that. But, you know, I think ultimately like ever since right when we got married, um, I mean, it sounds like deeper cliche or whatever, but we were just like, it's pregnancy. I think is such just a miracle and just the biggest gift from the Lord that I just knew that whenever the timing would, it was all him. And so with that, we just personally chose to never get on birth control. And just literally for four years, we were just like, Lord, have your way with this. Because I just knew that I would always feel like not ready, if that makes sense. Because it's such a huge 
huge step. I don't think you're ever fully ready. Mm -hmm. And, but I mean, I would say that after traveling and, and, and just being married for a little bit and having this business like well-established, it was just kind of like, it's not so much I felt, um, it's not like I gave it over to the Lord more. It was just more like, okay, just, wow. Like I would love for this to happen and I would have loved it either way, but it would have, it just became less and less scary, I guess, for me. Not that like, I know you should never be scared, but it's, it's a big learning curve. It's a big yeah. shift. And yeah. I think for me and Sam, like we were so used to just the two of us. And I think I'm so sentimental. I'm like this crazy, like everything is bittersweet to me type of person to where I just, it was like this, okay, like this letting go of this chapter of our life and like life as we know it, just the two of us was equally exciting, but also really, really bittersweet too. And I just had to come to terms that like, we would never look back and we would never like want our old life back. Like you're going to love this baby and this role as a mom so much more than you've ever loved anything in your life. Um, but I, I hope that answers your question. I just feel like it's, it was hard for us because we never had this like aha moment, um, where we like got off birth control and like started actively trying. It was more just like, we just became more and more like confident that this just the timing was right. And we were just like, okay, let's, let's try to go for this. So I think like what I hear most, and I think this is just like a theme for being an adult in general is like, you're never really ready, but when it Mm -hmm. happens, like God equips you and you just do it. You just totally know. I can that on so many levels because we always said that too. Like we just kind of want to let God let it happen when it's supposed to happen. And we didn't think it was going to (laughs) be two and a half months after we got married. But now I'm like, gosh, I wouldn't have it any other way because I am the same Mm -hmm. way where I would have just like tried to plan it to the T and stress myself out over it. And like, yeah, you know, it just becomes a less enjoyable process. I think Um, it's still a beautiful process, but I, I was, happy that it was a surprise and it's like such a miracle and a blessing yeah. that it happened. I was just like, all right, yeah. this is it. Let's yeah. it. And I love that it was a surprise. I always, I literally told the Lord like a while ago, I just said, you're going to have to surprise me. Okay. Because I, you can't like plan something like that out to a T. And for those that want to try, it always ends up being a different plan than they thought. And then they're like, oh my gosh, this was so much better than I could have ever planned. So my thing is like, just stop planning (laughs) and like, just, just live and be in trust and like watch God do his thing. And, um, I know it's easier said than done for sure. But, um, but I just, I love that. Like, I just knew it was just the Lord was going to have to kind of just surprise us with it because I was kind of talking myself out of not out of being a mom, but it's just more like, Oh, I don't know if this timing is the best, or I don't know if being due this month would be the best because of this many weddings or wait, Oh my gosh, first trimester. Is that when we're going to be in Greece or blah, 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 whatever. It's like, you just, it will drive nuts if you try to think it all through yourself. So So kind of going off of that, I know for me, like, I used to have so many fears and, like, 
I guess, stories that I would tell myself about how I would feel about being pregnant, like fears I would have about, like you said, it not being the two of us anymore or fears in my business or how it was going to change my body. Like there were so many things I used to tell myself and it's almost like the minute I found out it was a reality, those fears just like, I don't really care anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My question is what were some of those fears for you? Like that, those stories that you told yourself before it happened versus the reality that you're living in now. Great question. Thanks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if I hear you correctly, like what you're asking, like, what were some of those fears that are now like, oh my gosh. Right. They just went away. Okay. Well, I honestly would say from a business standpoint, um, I mean, photography was the most, honestly, such a massive part of our, our life and we did it together and we still do it together. But, um, I would say like, the fear of having to say no to a bunch of brides or having to back out on a ton of weddings or like being due. Um, like I thought when I found out I was pregnant, I would immediately like rush my phone and like do the whole like app thing on when you find out and like just freak out and all of a sudden, but it's like, and then the traveling, we had a ton of trips planned and, um, literally like we had this big Europe trip planned. I went nine weeks or 10 weeks pregnant and I was so nervous to like travel abroad and travel in my first trimester. We also were sailing the BBIs a couple months later. And I was like, Oh my gosh, living on a boat for a week pregnant. Um, but ultimately like those are little fears when it comes to that, but really just like, okay, are we, are we ready for this? Or yeah, you, you start to, you start to fear like, what's all going to change? What's life going to look like? What's my business going to look like? Are we going to have to cancel travel plans, all this stuff? But then the minute I saw that, yes, I just, it's like the world just shuts out and all your plans shut out. And it's, it's almost like all your different roles in your life. It was really cool. It's almost like you instantly become mom and like nothing else matters. Like it, it matters, but it, it is all second to like this insane new role that you play. And I think it just, it was so cool. Like I, I didn't think of the trips like that day. I didn't, even that moment, I didn't think of the weddings. I didn't think of like the time frame. I was just like so overtaken and like humbled by the fact that there was life inside of me and I was going to be a mom. And I, I think I just didn't expect to solely just think that, like I thought like beforehand that I would have all these thoughts and all this, like in this one moment, but it was like so crazy that in that moment, like time just stood still. Like I felt like the world stood still. My schedule stood still. All of our other plans almost felt like they'd canceled out already. And even though we still did them, it was like, yeah, it's like you said, like the fear just left and there was just so much peace over me. Obviously with that, you, we still had to navigate things. And a couple of days later we were kind of like, okay. And I, I had to contact brides. Um, I was doing October, which is a very busy time. And, um, we had to think through like this massive trip we were about to take. And I was super sick. Um, and so 
it was just, I'm not, I'm not saying that just because you feel like this overmuttling piece, just it, it's like easy. That's, I'm not trying to like make it sound like that because you still have to like navigate things <laughs> that were like planned throughout those nine months. Um, but yeah, I would say that ultimately, like that's how I felt really just throughout the whole pregnancy from like the first moment on, it was just peace. And I think looking back, I'm like, wow, I wish I didn't waste so much time feeling fear because the peace just like completely took over. And it's like, I don't know. It was just the coolest yeah, feeling. It really did is. that answer your question? It did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like, like I said, that, that happened where like all my other fears were gone, like in terms of changes to our lifestyle and my body and you know, my business and everything. Of course, those things came later and they weren't, like you said, they weren't necessarily easy to navigate. But then my fears became like the health of the baby mm-hmm. and that weight, yeah. that weight of like, I waited, I found out pretty early. So waiting like a month or more to see a doctor was like nearly excruciating. Like I thought I was mm-hmm. spiraling out of control. Right. Did you just post that picture of like all the pregnancy tests you took? Yeah. Did you see that? I was like, wow. Yes. I love it, honey. Yeah. Like every other day I was I like, would do the I don't same think thing. this is, I just like couldn't, I don't know, just especially because it was a surprise. Like I just could not for the life of me fathom that it was real life. Mm-hmm. And also I was just worried about everything. Cause you know, I started doing some reading, I got some books and then like, then I would read too much and get myself so yeah. out. So yeah. Anyone that's like going through that season know that those fears are still completely valid. And no, yeah. Nor- natural, normal. Yeah, yeah. All that. Yeah. I was yeah. more going along the lines of like life changes and, and things like mm-hmm. fears in that. So, yeah. Um, so coming down to business, yeah. There's some things that you did to prepare you for when the time came because it's a little harder. A lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs who mm-hmm. kind of are in the same boat we are working from home, kind of juggling crazy schedules. Um, so yeah. what did you do to prepare your business for your maternity leave when really it's just you and Sam? <laughs> yeah, I know. With that, it's so funny that you say maternity leave because I'm like, did I have one? Because I shot, I literally shot a wedding four weeks postpartum. And then a month later had, um, a wedding, another wedding booked in December and then did a couple engagement sessions and shot a birth last month. And so I'm looking at myself like, Oh wow. Like I actually, (laughs) actually did a lot and I have so much editing to do. And like, I'm three months into this thing. However, we didn't, what was on the books if we could do it, we kept. So the only thing I could not do was this one wedding that I had, um, October 12th. I was due October 21st and it was out of town. Um, and we just, we just, I mean, I would say with photography, like expand your network with just people, you know, second shooters, associates, if you call them. Mm -hmm. So like my dear, dear friend, Ashley, um, and my, sweet friend, Laura, who, um, I mentored her, um, a year ago or so ended up shooting that wedding. Um, but I just, 
I think as a, as a business owner, it's like, I think sometimes it can feel really lonely. Like, you know, just obviously just being like, you know, self-owning your business, but it's like, there's people out there that make it more of like this village when you need them, you know? And I just think that not being, yes, it's me and Sam, but it's like, he obviously had to be at the birth. Um, and I'm so thankful. (laughs) Yeah. A little important. I'm so thankful that I like, you know, caught up on my, like the girls I mentored who are so talented and just friends that are photographers and not like, don't be so scared to reach out, you know, because then that's, that's ultimately how we prepared. I would always take notes of like, not, not knowing when I would have a baby and when I would become a mom, but it's like, I think throughout my business, just like mentoring people, um, going to workshops, just like, I mean, it's so funny that whole Instagram world, like you really become like friends with photographers you've never even met. And I just feel like, I felt like I had this community around me that like, I felt like I could reach out to when that time came, if there were conflicts, you know, obviously it's so funny. Like I told myself it would be like so many photographers want to be doing like off season. Right. And I mean, look at me, I have no weddings in January or February and, or I had that one in December, but it's like, sometimes you have babies in the middle of season and you have all these weddings booked. But, um, I had shot weddings for my own wedding photographers who had had, um, who, you know, I had to be an associate for. And I think watching them walk through, like becoming parents and their babies and owning this business and, and being so busy, like, and showing up for them and being able to help them. Like it made me less intimidated as far as like the preparation, because it's like, you'll just have your resources and have your, have people behind you for when that time comes, you're not like this lonely person who like does not know what to do but I think ultimately like the biggest thing is right when I found out I was pregnant I was very very picky with what I took on in third trimester I was very picky with like we didn't book any more weddings if that made sense um which we were kind of done booking for our year but we also communicated super quickly um and I think even just our contract is set up to really back us up. Like when people have been booking us for all these years, they very much know that like if pregnancy or childbirth or whatever um, ends up conflicting with their date, like we will provide an associate or they can go in another direction. So I don't think any bride like was, should be caught off guard. Right. Um, It's how you, yeah, it's like we have a personal life too. And I just think, I know this sounds weird, but even just like sharing my personal life on social media, like it kind of makes people view me as not solely just a photographer. I don't know. That sounds like weird that I'm talking about this with this question, but it's like, I think you forget like as, or maybe viewers can forget that like we're more than just photographers, right? Like we, we have families, we have husbands, we want to start our family one day and just like anyone else who becomes pregnant or is planning for a family, like there's things that you have to navigate and you have to switch up and you, things that you just simply can't control. So 
I think your contract, I think gathering your people, I think um, how you communicate from that moment on, really just those three things, like, I think are the only things that can really best prepare you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, and the thing yeah. is too with, you know, being in the wedding industry, like we were talking about before, it's a little trickier in this, in this field just because brides and grooms, like, you know, they're planning their weddings for a year, or a year and a half, or sometimes more. And it's, you, you understand and empathize with them that that's like their main focus at that moment in time. Like that's their, mm-hmm. their yeah. world revolving around that. But like you said, it's so important. And I think you do such a good job of showing who you are on your social media more than your professional life because it <laughs> personifies you, you know, and that's why I wanted to work with you. Like I followed you for a couple of years before I even got engaged and was like, I want her. We talk about that a lot at, at your workshop, like yeah. with the marketing angle at the Prosser workshop. Like I always, I, my biggest piece of advice is to show who you actually are in the day to day on your Instagram, mm-hmm. because when people think like, Oh, I need a photographer or Oh, I need a fitness trainer. They're going to think like, who do I like? Like, yeah. who do I genuinely want to hang out with? <laughs> yeah. Who do I connect with on a, Mm-hmm. um friendship level so for right? sure mm. yeah absolutely so, from the time you found out to our wedding there was one yeah. our wedding um what was it like navigating wedding shooting full wedding days throughout yeah so it it actually was like totally the lord the timing of like um, the trimesters and where they fell. Like I shot, I only had like four weddings in my first trimester. And you know, some people's first trimesters are so easy. Mine was not, that was not the case. Um, but those were tough. Um, and then my busiest time was second trimester when I, you know, you start to feel better, if you will. I never, ever was that person that got that like crazy burst of energy back. But, um, I shot the majority of my summer in second trimester and then still did a good amount in my third. However, I guess it was really, you know, I owe a lot to Sam. He was so, so helpful. And I think again, like, you know, pregnancy is such in different like seasons, like in the trimesters that, um, I just had to really like communicate to my brides, like not necessarily how I was feeling all the time, but like, for example, those first two weddings when I was eating saltines between family photos and constantly on like sucking on ginger, like snaps or whatever they were. Um, and having to take some breaks to sit down and just drink water. Like they knew I was pregnant and I would, Sam would really, really step up and, um, would handle things that I would, you know, like wasn't able to do at the moment. Um, but honestly, it was so crazy how, and I, and I said this to a lot of my friends, like I almost felt worse, like as far as the sickness and fatigue and all that, like when I was sitting on my couch and at home than I did when I was like shooting a wedding because I was so distracted. And I just remember feeling like, okay, I just found out I'm pregnant and I have an entire season of, you know, 26 weddings to take on. And 
ahead of me while I'm, you know, growing this human. And I'm, and with having a harder pregnancy, I was just like, wow. But I took it one wedding at a time, one week at a time, just showing up for myself and for that, the bride and groom and, and really just doing my very best, giving yourself grace, knowing that you cannot be like superwoman to everyone, but you can do your very, very best. And, um, that's what you can guarantee. And so a lot of our weddings were travel weddings and that was really fun. But honestly, like we kind of just had this like rhythm down where I would just pack a ton of like sparkling waters, ton of pickles, ton of snacks, tons of like, I would just prep like for it to be a successful day, like on me physically. Um, and, but yeah, I would say it just kept, it kept the time like moving a lot quicker just because you know how it is with weddings. Like you think so far in advance, but, um, yeah, it was just super fun to have that outlet. And I just loved, I loved like carrying my little baby around while I did what I loved. And I like, this sounds so cheesy, but I just, on the harder time, on the harder weddings, like where I didn't feel like myself or they seemed like longer days. I was just kind of like, wow, you know, like this baby would be so proud of mom right now. And like we, I just looked at it like we're doing this together. Um, I mean, Chelsea, you know, like we went to, where do we go? Washington mm-hmm. and um, Percival or whatever. And it was the hottest. <laughs> it was like 102 degrees. And I was like 20 weeks pregnant. I was so worried. I was like, oh my God, it's going to be like 101 degrees. <laughs> and she's so pregnant. We were like, what, 20 something weeks? Yeah, it was 24 weeks. Yeah. And and, but you saw, like, I just packed a ton of snacks, tons of waters. And like, you just, for me, I'm that type of person where like, I get in the zone. I was the same way when it came to birth. I was the same way just when I have tasks ahead of me or like, I just get in the zone. I mean, Chelsea, you probably, probably forgot I was pregnant when I was shooting, but then like, right when we got home, you we were like, Oh Lord, she was pregnant. I mean, I just zonk out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And beforehand, I was like constantly eating, acting very pregnant. But once I was like doing my thing, I was just focused on doing my thing. You crushed it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Everyone at our wedding was like, "I'm so impressed by your photographer." Like <laughs> that was nuts to me. It was honestly mind blowing. I was like, "How yeah. is she?" My favorite part was when we were taking the group pictures at, after the ceremony, and you're like, "I just need a bar." <laughs> <laughs> someone feed me. <laughs> I was like, finally she breaks. <laughs> yeah. No, like with that, I will say to add to that, like I will tell everyone like be, be, you are human and like be honest throughout the day. Not like, Oh my God, can I put my feet up please? But like, if you need to eat, eat, like if you are, and, and it honestly like makes it like less, not awkward, but instead of like having a wedding party, just watching like that their pregnant photographer, like go down. I just was like, guys, I need a bar real fast. Like, hold up. Like where I just, I need a break or like, Hey, I'm going to eat these saltines while my husband finishes family photos. Like, I don't know. It's just communicating, communicating, communicating. I'm kind of an open book. And when I'm shooting, I really don't try to just view myself as like a vendor. Like I always tell my couples, I want to be your friend. I want to 
I like I'm following you around all day. I just kind of want to act like and feel like I'm this guest that you've invited that is really great at taking photos and that we just all have this like fun, lighthearted relationship. And I think with that, I would say like setting up your business like that, setting up your persona like that makes it to where when you need those moments of just coming down from your from your role for a moment, it doesn't feel so foreign to them and it doesn't feel so foreign to you because you've been so real with them the whole time. Does that make sense? Yeah, Um, absolutely. You don't feel like you're letting anybody down. You're just being the best version to be able to serve them as best as you can. So for sure. So now that Ali is here and she's so cute. What does your, I mean, you've shot some weddings and had sessions and you're kind of back in swing now. So what is your life yeah. like now with a daughter? Ooh. And when it comes to business? Yeah. Life and being a business owner. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to just be so real and be like, it's freaking hard. Um, I think that that's where I'm at right now is like, I'm still wondering what it looks like and what it should look like and what it can look like. And I think that it's so, I think postpartum and fourth trimester, if you will, it's such, it's such a real thing. Um, and obviously, but I'm not going to lie. Like the first three months, it's just all about like, I wouldn't say surviving, but like you just have this brand new life and you're recovering and you're bonding with your baby. And I would say that like, I wasn't thinking how, where does work fit in right now? I, like I said, I I just went ahead and did what was already on the books. Right. And showed up for that and did my very best. But now, now that I'm feeling like back to myself and, um, you know, our season starting in March, um, it's, yeah, we're navigating like, okay, what does, um, sorry, can y'all hear me? Yeah, we yeah. can hear you. My mom called. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're navigating what does work hours look like in the day? It looks very different now, you know, and I'm trying to figure that out. I, I think that what I'm seeing right now is now that Allie is three months old, um, the best thing I can do is like leave the house and go somewhere to work. Um, I realize that that I just, I get very distracted here. Obviously I just put on mom hat and, and Allie like knows that I'm home and she wants me and she wants to constantly nurse and be with me. Um, so I think like Sam and I have talked about how there's just going to be days where I need to like designate, like literally like leaving as if I had like an out of, you know, home job and just going to a coffee shop or going somewhere because I think I can really like hone in versus like edit here, do an email here and then, okay, go change a diaper, you know, or breastfeed. It kind of gets you out of this like work mode. Um, but honestly, we are navigating it. I am, <laughs> I still have tons of editing to do. Um, you know, I think though, like communicating and all my clients, potential clients have been 
I, I mean, everyone is just so kind and so grace giving when it comes to new mamas and just giving yourself time, but like laying out those expectations, like people know, even just from like my email tag or whatever, like it's not, okay, I'll get back to you within the next two or three days. It's not like I can't promise like within an hour response anymore, or you just have to lower like, I don't know, realizing that there's tons of work to be done, but then giving yourself grace and realizing you're obviously navigating a brand new day to day. Um, And I think that's been hard is like having to figure it out like as I go, because I kind of want this like textbook, like this would, this is what's going to make the most sense this week or this day, but every day and every week kind of looks different, you know, Um, depending on how your baby's doing that day or like sleep. We don't, really sleep. And that's been hard because I think my hours to work have been when she goes to bed. And it's like, I try to work between bedtime and then when I go to bed, but it's so hard sometimes because you're so exhausted. But I think that like, I'm seeing that that's probably not going to work. Like, and that's the thing is like, right now I'm like dibble dabbing and like, just what, what's working for me, what's working for us. And I hate that I don't have like an exact amazing answer right now to the listeners who like want to know. But I would say my biggest advice is like, and what I'm living, what I'm seeing is like, you just kind of figure it out as you go. I know that sounds weird, but like, I'm so nice. (laughs) Well, that's one of the biggest reasons too. Like we wanted to have you on now because you're in the thick of this like stepping into this role as it is. And it's so fresh to you. Like we've had so many women come on who are mompreneurs or moms. And a lot of them have like grown children and they weren't really going through this Mm -hmm. phase maybe while they were juggling their businesses. And so, I mean, I love that. That's a raw, honest answer about what it's really going to look like. There's not going to be a perfect answer for anybody. Everyone's experience is going to be a little different. And And what I'm seeing is like, there's not a perfect time to set aside and like, go get work done. Like Mm -hmm. maybe, okay. So if, if Allie was like more of a sleeper, that, and this is the thing is like, every baby is so different. Um, she was just never that newborn that slept for hours in her bassinet. And I still like, sometimes I'll get on Instagram and I'll see these moms and they'll be working and editing and their baby's like six months old in the lounger next to them. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like Allie needs, like, she needs to be swaddled sound machine, dark room. Like she needs to know it's nap time or else she's awake. She doesn't just like fall asleep anywhere. Um, and that's just how she is. And so I think that I don't, I don't just have like endless windows throughout the day to like, when she's sleeping to get stuff done, if that makes sense. And her naps are like maybe an hour. Um, and so to the mom whose baby like naps a ton or anywhere in the house or just like goes down an instant or I don't know, it's like she'll, she could probably have more windows, you know? So that's where I'm kind of seeing for me personally, I think I just have to like leave the house and like let Sam just handle Allie for the day or for a few hours, um, pump a bottle and make it work. 
Um, so I, I know it will get easier. And what's really encouraging is I think every new mama who oh, is a working mom doesn't have it all figured out at first, but you think they do, right? You kind of start to feel lonely and you're like, am I the only one struggling, like juggling all this? But I can promise you, you're not. Um, so, so yeah. <laughs> Work in progress. I think that's actually that figure it out as you go mentality is probably the advice we should be giving anyone as they enter into any unknown. Because like, I remember when we were getting married, we would ask when we were engaged, we would ask married couples that were in our community, like, what's a piece of advice you can give us. And my favorite piece of advice was let go of any expectations because Mm -hmm. your story, your marriage is going to look different than ours. It's going to unfold differently. Your baby's going to nap. My baby doesn't, you know, my business works like this. Yours works like this. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of that mentality of like, let go of expectations and truly figure it out as you go. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It can go to anything in life. (laughs) Yeah. I know. And I'm, I'm kind of like, I mean, I think Allie is, she's only three months old. I think maybe one day when they're able to like entertain themselves or I can put on like, I don't know, a little show or put them in like even just this extra saucer and they can like have this like amazing like entertainment activity for like 30 minutes. That's 30 minutes of emails. But like right now she's very much like her entertainment, her awake time is my interaction with her. I not, not saying you eventually can get less present because, but like I, I think when I'm home and I'm, you know, just with her, I I want to be so present with her and I kind of have to be because it's like I'll hand her like this little rattle but like she's too young to like know what to do with it so <laughs> the way she can hear that rattle is if I'm shaking it <laughs> and so it's like or else she's just kind of laying there and so I think that's that's what I'm realizing is like it it will get easier and I'll, I will have bigger windows um, nursing won't be as around the clock as it is right now. So I think I'm just having to show myself like a ton of grace in this season while having a lot of work on my plate. And I didn't really have this maternity leave where like all work was done and then I had a baby and I didn't have anything on my plate until I went back. Um, that's been, that's been tough. Um, and I've just had to like compartmentalize my brain and like when I'm rocking her or whatever, like just really enjoy rocking her to sleep instead of being like, oh my gosh, can she just go to sleep so I can go work? It's like, I'm trying to just really enjoy this fleeting, fleeting season of her being so tiny and needing me constantly. Um, But then also knowing like, I need to show up to these people who I want to serve and who I shot these weddings for. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Balance and ebb and flow for sure. So we always end our podcast with four questions that we ask all of our guests. So they can be more like, you know, more rapid fire-ish type, but you can also elaborate if you need to. So our first question is, what is something that you're currently binging? Whether it's a show, a book, a podcast, a food, (laughs) thing that you're currently obsessed with obsessed with obsessed with oh my gosh <laughs> I'm like staring at my child I do, baby. Um, <laughs> I do, <yeah. laughs> 
that's a given. Um, gosh, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a big show person, but The Bachelor is like, more, like I'll stay up for that even when I'm like so tired. My husband and I just, yeah. And like, I, if I miss it, I've got to catch up like the next day or two. So that's that like weekly, weekly thing. Um, but honestly, this, this, I guess, I guess you can call this like a binge, but I, gosh, I don't really like listen to a ton of podcasts or anything, but I write like a lot at the end of the day, um, like what that day looked like. And even if it's just like, like I have like these weekly cards that I did throughout my pregnancy where I had like, I wrote 40 cards and I just kept that card on my nightstand. I would just write down like cute little memories or whatever little happiness. And I've been doing that, um, for Allie, like ever since she's been born and it's, and I don't know, I mean, that's not, that does not answer your binging question. I feel so embarrassed that I'm answering it like oh, this. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. I know, it is. I think that's just what I'm like, okay, at the end of the day, like I'm doing this. Um, and gosh, this is such a postpartum mommy answer, but like I take so many baths because I'm so sore. <laughs> so <burned. laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Binging on baths. Binging baths. We, so we're going to go record our like, intro after we finish this interview with you and we put it up the top of the podcast and we always do like a bachelor recap recap oh awesome so you can listen to that after <laughs> when you listen to your episode but I just have to know who's your like favorite because I hate everybody except two people <laughs> <laughs> the season is so drama filled my husband was like this is the most drama it's, it is. it's mean girls it's just it is so mean. it's like you just watch drama Um, I love Madison. Yeah. I just think she's like so real and so down to earth and just like not into the drama. So yeah. Yeah. Her and Kelly, her and Kelly are the only two that I don't like just despise the rest of them. I'm like, I can't. (laughs) Yeah. So ridiculous. It's bad. It's bad. Okay. Our next question is what is something you're excited for in 2020? Oh man. <laughs> I'm so excited for so many things. Um, I'm like really bad at on the spot questions. Um honestly, I think just like this sounds silly, but we've always had so many things planned. Like we've always had so many trips planned, like pregnancies full of planning. Everything was like planning ahead, planning ahead. And I think like when I entered into this year. I was just like, wow, this year I just get to like be like, that sounds so weird, but like, I'm kind of excited that I'm just like, that there's almost like no crazy plans other than just to like be a mom and watch Allie like grow. <laughs> so it's like, like every year before that, it's like, oh, I'm really excited for like this trip or this next thing. But this year I'm kind of like really excited that it's just super low-key and like chill and yeah yeah I love I just, same I know whenever I have a weekend where I don't have anything on the books I'm like oh, it's like a dream the best thing ever yeah. so okay our third question is what is something that you love about yourself 
Oh, <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, you know, I, I love that I am like a really big processor. Um, when it just comes to like how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, I've never been someone to like shove anything under the rug and like forget about me. I've always been really in tune with Cam, what are you feeling right now? Like, and processing that to where I don't get in these like emotional funks where you just like don't know what you're feeling because you haven't paid attention, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think like the ability to be able to like take time and, and process like a lot. I'm almost like an overprocessor, and sometimes it gets me in trouble because it leads me to like overthinking, but. But yeah, I think that even just when it comes to like postpartum, I think that like instead of, for example, like looking at how much my body's changed and just being like, oh man, it's changed. It's like, I love to like process like what it did, like what it went through, like the, like I go, I go deeper than just what I'm looking at or like the obvious. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, I don't know. It's been able to keep me like steady um, with just like my emotions and like what I'm thinking because I kind of just tend tend to that. Yeah. You're also so good at like doing that and then really eloquently putting it into words. Like when I read (laughs) your post, I'm always just like, oh my gosh, how did, what? Like, how is she even real? You're so sweet. Thank you, hun. And I love how quick you were to answer that question because so many women, when we ask what do you love about themselves, it's it's such a like, it like takes us off guard and it's, we want to stop that, like from being a thing of not being able to just say what you love about yourself and not feeling conceited or like it's uncomfortable or or shame. Yeah. So yeah, just had an answer. Okay. Our last question is if you could tell women one thing, what would it be? Okay. This is, um, this actually like came to me last night after I did my latest Instagram post, but I think this applies to every woman, but I think I would just say like, love what is, what, and who you are versus like what's not happening or what you're not. So I don't know. It's like, even when it comes to just body image, like love what you are currently doing or love what your body just did instead of what it's not right now. Or when it comes to just yourself, like just be able to find something in you that you and honestly, like admire about yourself or just love yourself well. Like I think women are so hard on themselves. I think that so much joy is like taken from how hard they are on themselves. And I just want to tell people like, love, love yourself well, because you won't be able to love others well if you can't love yourself well. So that's like what I would have to say. I love that. We kind of had last year, this is like such perfect timing too. It's almost Valentine's day. And last year we released a Valentine's day episode 
about like love and relationships and self-love and it was our most listened to episode ever and that was like the predominant topic was loving yourself enough to be able to love other people well and better and it's so yeah. true. we all need that yeah. all the time so well lastly let's just wrap it up tell our listeners where they can find you if they want to follow along yeah well I'm obviously on Instagram <laughs> um username Cameron Fay. Fay's my middle name it's my business name too Cameron Fay Photography so I'm on the web Cameron Fay Photography on Instagram Cameron Fay. um yeah we'll link it all in the yeah show notes you can find Thank me there so much this was awesome and Thank I love you this was, so fun. this was so fun this was like my little adult social hour <laughs> <laughs> I know seriously I was like this is the first week I've been like back into grinding like uh-huh. actually being able to work and now I'm like trying to have all these systems in place and stuff before things get too crazy and we were both just in this like anxious state of mind today so this was a really nice escape y'all are so sweet well thank you for having me on I literally feel so honored and sorry if I rambled so much no, everything was a beautiful conversation. You killed it. Tell Sam we said thanks for taking the baby so that we could talk to you for a little while. <laughs> I will. I will thank him. All right, hon. Well, I'll- Bye. Bye.